Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to Geek Town. I'm David Geek Town and this week I'll be talking to Emmy-nominated composer Nate Barr. Nate recently made Emmy history by being the first composer ever to have a double nomination for the main title category in the same year. One for his theme for ITV's The Americans and the other for the theme for Hemlock Grove which airs on Netflix. Along with a host of film scores under his belt, Nate's other main gig is writing music for HBO's brilliant vampire drama True Blood. As ever, if you want more information on upcoming TV shows in the UK, come and check out the UK Air Dates page on geektown.co.uk. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Hi, is that Nate? Yes. Hi, it's Dave from Geek Town. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Are you uh, you're in your studio at the moment, I see? I'm actually not. I'm actually visiting my uh, my folks back east. So I'm in uh, I'm in uh, Connecticut for for the the week. Ah, nice. Okay. Yeah. Where are you calling from? Um, I am currently in uh, my house, which is is just outside Birmingham in the UK. Okay. Oh, great. Um, so yeah, I'm. Uh, it's about seven o'clock in the evening over here. So. Okay. There you go. So, yeah, I was calling to talk to you a bit about uh, uh, your um, music and your um, Emmy nominations. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, these are your, is this your first Emmy nomination? Or your first yes. Emmy nominations, actually? I mean, that, that's kind of hitting it out the park, two, two in one go. Yeah, it's really exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was uh, surprised by the one and completely flabbergasted by the two. So it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're for the Americans and Hemlock Grove, aren't they? Yes, and it was kind of cool. People are starting to know me with True Blood, and so it was actually kind of cool to get uh, you know some nominations on shows that were were not True Blood. Yeah. So, how'd you end up doing um, those two shows? I mean, the Americans. Let's start with the Americans. <laughs> Yeah, so the Americans, uh, there was a, the showrunner uh, and one of the producers on the Americans, a guy named Joel Fields, he and I worked together years ago on a, on a um, regrettably short-lived show for T, uh, CBS here called uh, Kate Brasher. And we had a great experience working together, and Joel was always sort of looking for another project we could work on and um, landed the Americans gig and then asked me if I would be willing to write some music on spec to convince... Uh, 
the show's creator and some of the other producers that I was the right guy. And so I, I knocked out about seven minutes of music in a weekend and sent that in, and they all really loved it, and I got the got the gig. Cool. And what about um, Hemlock Grove? Yeah, Hemlock Grove was uh, so Eli Roth, who I've worked with on on all of his films. Um, he was with the producer uh, of the the show and was really interested in, in me doing it. And so um, I went in and sort of gave them a pitch of how I would approach the show musically based on a, a script that I had read and. And um, and they they dug that, so they hired me for that. That's good. Yeah. You're you're up for outstanding original main title things for both of those, aren't you? So so it's, yeah. the, it's the themes. Yeah, you, I mean they're they're really interesting. We we get um, Americans is about halfway through over here at the moment, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of it's got this wonderful sort of paranoid, dark, frantic feel to it, which completely suits the show. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a great. I love the show itself, and I, even as a fan, I'd be watching it, and so. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a real joy. Yeah, and uh, whereas the Hemlock Grove one sort of the the theme's much sort of dark but much softer and kind of creepier, which yeah. again suits that very well. Yeah, thanks. That's on Netflix, isn't it? We're, I'm about halfway through that at the moment, so it is. Yeah, and they're they're just as a point of interest, they're they're bringing in a, basically a, a, an entirely new creative team uh, on season two. Really? Because I, uh, yeah, I felt, I, I think they, they felt like um, there was a, a lot more to explore um, in season two that maybe wasn't uh, delved into um, in season one. So it's, it's a whole new set of writers um, and, and various other people. So I think season two promises to, to be very interesting. Okay, cool. So that, that may change how you approach the music, I guess. It could, yeah, it could. I mean, I think generally people were happy with the, the what the music was doing, so I'm hoping not too much because I, I feel like it really works well. Um, but but yeah, it could it could change it a bit. Oh well, that will be interesting. Let's see how that yes. goes. One of the things I, I found quite interesting about your stuff because I've done uh, what this is the fourth of sort of in, interviews with composers I've been doing recently. Um, yes. And uh, you know, I, I was talking to uh, Sean Callahy recently, who you're up against, actually. Well, Sean, Sean and I just spent last night together at Mayor Bloomberg's Emmy nominee dinner here in New York City. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love Sean. Yeah, really nice guy. Um, yes. Uh, and I did Trevor Morris and uh, Isla as well. Oh, great! Yeah, I, I know them all personally very well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember Isla said he because he, he he recommended. Americans actually just as it was starting over here so oh nice so yeah but they they all a lot of their stuff is kind of this big symphonic yep. you know uh, stuff and yours is so opposite of that um, yes, you know it's it kind of you in a room with various instruments <laughs> yep. Yep. how do you start with that sort of process you know yeah I, I mean I think I think um, obviously working that way doesn't work uh on just any show that comes along so i think i'm i've been a little bit blessed with with having a couple of shows in a row that required something um a little bit uh less traditional in terms of outside of the orchestral world although true blood is an example of a show that's really changed a lot um it's now more or less entirely orchestral as we round out season 6 
because everything I did in season one and two just feels too small for the size of the scope that the show has grown to. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, can, um, I can see. Yeah. So, but but in terms of the Americans and, and Hemlock Grove, you know, they're they are very intimate stories, um, and so they just lent themselves really well to this idea of keeping it keeping it small and. Um, and I, I think, um, symphonic music may or may not work in those shows, but I just, I, there's an intimacy that lends itself very well to the story, um, by keeping it to like a piano and a cello and some guitars and some odds and ends percussion wise. So you're in most of the cases, you're playing the stuff yourself and then what multi-tracking it over the top. I'm correct. Saying, yeah. Yep. Correct. You've got a very interesting selection of instruments by the sounds of it. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I do. Yep, I've got. I, I, I'm sort of obsessive about collecting just sort of anything that'll shake up my my uh, my creativity a bit. And obviously, getting a new instrument, even if it's a, just a different guitar, and sitting down to it, if it's a good instrument, it 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 uh, allows me to sort of approach the instrument differently than I might on a different guitar. Um, and so, whenever I start a new show, I try and buy a couple of instruments that I, I haven't really worked with before. And um, and that often helps keep things really fresh. Cool. Where did the sort of fascination with, with these, with sort of weird instruments come from? Yeah, it definitely came from my parents. Um, I grew up part of my life and just in my very young life in Japan. And so my parents, um, my mother played Kodo while she was over there. Um, and my dad bought a shakuhachi while he was over there and played banjo and guitar a bit and sang, and my mom played piano. And so I think just having instruments that were outside of the, the norm in the house growing up um, sort of wound up a sense of mystery for me around these instruments and what they did and what sounds they could make that, that otherwise wouldn't have existed. And so I think that's that's really where it started. Yeah, I, I like sort of odd instruments and that sort of stuff and, and mixing the genres and things. There's a, uh, there's a band called the Bad Shepherds um, who do punk covers, but they're on like, you know, traditional bagpipes and mandolin and <laughs> things like that. Oh, cool. I'll check it out. Nice. What, what, are, what is it? They're, they're called the Bad Shepherds. Um, Great. I'll check them out. The leads, awesome. Do you know the, um, the English TV show, The Young Ones? Um, uh, English TV, I don't know that one. It's, a, it's, it's quite an old TV show, but there was a, a, a you know, there were a group of comedy um, actors and the, one of the leads out of that ended up forming this band. Uh, and, and that's sort of what he does now instead of doing stand-up comedy tours with his band. So, um, uh, yeah, but the, the, so yeah, they're, they're worth checking out. And, um, that sounds really cool. Uh, uh, ukulele orchestra of great Britain who are just brilliant. I mean, it's all the ukuleles, but they're again, they're doing pop covers just on a, Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I'll check them out. <laughs> just hilarious. Absolutely. brilliant. Yeah. They're so fun to watch. Yeah, so uh, the number of shows you're working on at the moment, I mean, you, there's obviously there's Americans, there's Hemlock Grove um, and True Blood. How are you juggling working on those together? Well, I have another show, too, on Amazon.com called um, Tumbleleaf, which is a stop-motion animated kid show, just throw something totally different in the mix. And, yeah. Um, so, I mean, basically, um, I never have more than two going at the same time. And I, uh, two going at the same time is, is manageable for me. Um, so generally speaking, um, it's just a matter of sitting down and, you know, banging cue after cue out. And, um, you know, the way I work is I'm just improvising or playing the instruments. And so as soon as I'm done writing, it's also been performed and it's it's ready to go. So 
So it works out okay. They're also not, none of the shows um, are, with the exception of more True Blood, but uh, are wall-to-wall music. Uh, and and the deadlines are a bit more generous than network television. So, for example, with, with True Blood, I, you know, I, I sometimes have a couple weeks for each episode. Um, so it, it's really, it's, it's, a, it's a real luxury to have, have that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I, I love the stuff on True Blood. I think you know because you have themes for the characters as well, don't you? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, I, and I, I, I have an affection for. It. I have a friend that works on it. So. <laughs> oh, who? Um, she's one of the stand-ins. Oh, that's great. How cool. Um, yeah, so I have quite an affection for that show. So. Yeah, me too. I, I really love it. I think this season is, uh, this season has been a really good season. So. Yeah. No, we we get that season i think uh september october something like that over here so oh great wonderful yeah going back to the instruments and stuff out of the sort of weird collection of instruments you have is there anyone that particularly you really like to use or uh, anyone that's your favorite just just because it's so strange or yeah well i mean i just i'm actually i just purchased one which i'm particularly uh proud of and excited about it's not going to be available to me for another year or two but Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, it was, it's the Wurlitzer theater organ that sat in the 20th century Fox scoring stage for about 75 years. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it was sold by Fox to a collector in the ni- early nineties. <clears throat> and, um, that collector then sold it to one of, uh, the great organ restorers in the United States. And, and he's now selling it to me and he's going to restore the whole thing. But it, it is such a special piece of film music history to own because it was a part of sort of, um, you know, the entire Newman, uh, clan at, uh, at Fox. And so I, I, I've never verified it, but it was supposedly the exact organ that was used in, uh, sound of music and home alone and Patton and all these other, wow. all these other, uh, yeah. That's that's an awesome thing to get out of. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm really excited about it. It's it's quite an undertaking because it's you know it's it's more than 1,400 pipes, and so um, I would not be considering it other than the fact that I'm building a, a studio, uh, and and so I will be able to sort of build this into the studio. Oh, cool. So yeah, I was going to say that that's that's going to take up some space. <laughs> it is big. It is really big, and it's got you know in the great style of Wurlitzer's, it's got. Not just organ pipes; it's also got a celeste and a marimba and a xylophone and a glockenspiel and chimes and bass drums and snare drums and it's just it's a, it's such an exciting instrument and it's it is the beginning of what film music is. <laughs> so, where, where's your studio going to be? My studio is going to be uh, at my home in Topanga. Oh, cool! Um, okay. Yeah, so it'll so it'll be on my property and. And um, I just want to build a really beautiful space to create music over the next, you know, 20, 30 years. Yeah, that's a really nice thing to have as well. 
It is. It is totally. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm really excited. Just yeah, because the last thing you want in LA is a commute. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. My commute is from you know my bedroom to the studio, twenty feet away. So it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Just jumping back a bit with uh, with True Blood. Obviously, you've not done the theme to that because they put the it's Chris yeah. Isaac, isn't it? The theme to that would would that have been something that you would have liked to have got hold of and done a theme for? Or yeah, it was actually it was Jay Everett. Um, uh, he wrote that song bad things not for the show it, it actually existed and 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 alan ball the way he writes uh is he'll he'll be listening to music to find for a show he's writing on during the writing process and he just sort of stumbled on that song in his musical adventuring on itunes <laughs> and i uh, thought it would be great so yeah when i first came became involved with the show people had basically already fallen in love with that song um, yeah. but yeah, so yeah, obviously it would have been a great, great thing to have gotten, but it, uh, it, you know, it was already, already out of my hands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is, it is a really suitable thing for that. It just, it's perfect. It really is. And, and the, and the title company who designed the main title, I just think it's one of the more brilliant main titles I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it's, it's really nice. Although, I mean, the title sequence for the Americans, I really like as well. That sort of sort of stuff as well. And the, you know, and, and as I said before, I think the music goes so well with that, and it's it sets the the tone of that show so brilliantly. I think, um, oh, you know, it's it's uh, it's that weird sort of uh, that paranoia that comes with that yep. kind of sort of off key stuff. And I mean, it's you know, uh, yeah, no, I, re- I do really like that. I think it works Thank really you. well. So, in in terms of the recording process for this sort of stuff, I mean, you, you, I, I guess if it's just you, you, you can, and you're not dealing with huge orchestras and that sort of stuff, that yep. must shorten the time quite a lot. That you know, b- between you know, being able to just record and get it out back out to them. Yeah, it does. It absolutely it, it eliminates a whole another step in the process. And um, I have a wonderful assistant who sort of uh, you know moves the mics around and hits record and edits and does a brilliant job of, of mixing too. So uh, it's sort of the two of us. And we've we've after a year of working together, we've really gotten uh, it, it down to a, a really tight running ship. And um, and um, yeah, again, like the writing is the performing. You know, so. Uh, which is the recording. So it's all sort of, it's a couple of processes. Like, for example, I know Eisler um, wonderfully has the use of an orchestra for his show. Yeah. And and that, that, that introduces a whole other level of pressure because not only does he have to write the cue and, and get it approved, but then it has to go to the orchestra and then it has, or the orchestrator, and then it has to go to the orchestra. And it's like, it's a, it's a whole other, uh, it's a whole other thing. So yeah, it, it I, yeah, I mean, it, it must be it must be slightly less stressful having to do it. I mean, I'm sure it's stressful doing it your way as well. But I mean, it must be that, taking that level. Definitely, it's got to be yeah, definitely gotta be yeah. easier. Yep, totally. In terms of other shows that are out there at the moment, is there anything that that you look at and and uh, and kind of go, Ooh, that'd be really good to score, or, or you know, I yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's one show in particular, and the irony is, like, the score is is very subtle and very light, and there's probably only a couple minutes per episode, but I just thought, I was just absolutely blown away by the show. It's a show uh, done for the Sundance Channel, which is now available on Netflix, called Top of the Lake. Yes, we've they've just aired that over here. 
Um, well, I gotta say, uh, did you see it? Uh, no, I didn't. I've I've got it. Um, it's on. I think it's on the BBC iPlayer, so I might see if I can. Yeah, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I just I was totely blown away by it. I think you know it's Jane Campion, and I think the writing, directing, acting, uh, scoring, everything I thought was immaculate. And so that was a show. I would love to score a show like that that needed like fifty percent more music. Yeah. <laughs> Because um, the, the music is very, very subtle and very background, but um, but that 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 kind of the kind of show like that that's put together so intelligently, like across the board, is is sort of um, what I always look for, and you know, and I've kind of uh, to to a large extent got that in, in the shows I'm working on. So, do you, do you get much chance to actually watch shows other than the ones you're working on? I do, I do. Yep, I do. I, I really. Um, I was saying to someone else that. Like <clears throat> any episode of um, like Mad Men or Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or this Top of the Lake, any one episode of that is better than ninety nine percent of what I see in the movie theaters these days. Yeah. And so um, I, I do spend a lot of time uh, when I can watching watching shows, and, and I just think that it's a total renaissance of television going on right now. Yeah. The whole the whole way people think about and approach and make television is so different from what it was 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much good stuff out there. I mean, I, I watched uh, breaking bad's just come back and that they're, they're airing it on Netflix the day after the U S over here. Yep. Um, and, and I mean that, that just blew me away. Um, again. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah, it's such a good show. And and Game of Thrones. I was talking to Eisner about it, about Game of Thrones, and and I mean that that how, how on earth they managed to pull that off every. Year. It's incredible, right? I mean, each episode, just the, the sheer production value, and is 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 better than you know. So I mean, there's a movie out in the theaters right now, which is a fantasy film, and any one episode of Game of Thrones is better than what they put on the screen for a lot more money, probably, you know? Yeah, it just astounds me that they managed to pull that off every, every time. Yes, yeah, it really, it's it's incredible. So what are you working on at the moment? And uh... I, I'm, um, I'm actually on, on holiday um, this month and part of next month, and then when I get back, um, Hemlock Grove and the Americans will be starting up in October, and, and those will take me um, sort of into... January, February, and then True Blood will start up again, and then um, over the entire that entire process, I'll also be working on this show, uh, Tumbleweed for Amazon, and I'm, I'm co-writing that with um, Lizbeth Scott, who's a really wonderful singer composer, and we've worked together a lot. Um, and we're actually we're actually writing a True Blood Broadway musical right now. Really. Yeah, so that's been really um that's that's in the very early stages, but we've got sort of 2 years to put together a presentation for HBO and Alan Ball and then if uh, if they like what they they see and hear, they'll um potentially move forward with that project. Wow. That that will yep. be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean the show just at face value really lends itself to that world so so easily. So I think um it's, I don't know, it could be very interesting. Yeah, I, I can see that with True Blood, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, like the Americans, you wouldn't necessarily go, there's a musical, or even even uh, Hemlock Grove, but True Blood, it's like, yeah, I get it. Well, yeah, it's. I suppose it's because it's got the love stories, and it's got vampires, and, it, you know, that that always, I mean, you know, they did it with yeah. Buffy, so. <laughs> yeah, it's bloody, it's sexy, it's campy, it's all that stuff, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I, that was that was always the thing when I, when I first, 
heard that they, they were doing two, True Blood, I was sort of, you know, young girl falls in love with a vampire. Yeah, this has kind of been done before. And, you know, yep. it could be a bit of a Buffy ripoff. And then you start watching it. Think, oh, I couldn't have been more wrong about that. Exactly. Yeah, they really. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, yeah. it's uh, it's a really good show. So are you not working on movies as much, I'm assuming, if you're if the TV stuff's taken over so much? The last movie, the last movie I did was called The Big Wedding, which came out in April. Um, it was Robert De Niro and Diane Keaton and Susan Sarandon, and um, unfortunately, it, it didn't do well at all at the box office. But um, I'm uh, there are always movies in the pipeline, um, and so that's certainly not something I'm turning my back to by any stretch. It just it for now it seems to be that I'm I'm sort of full up with uh, these TV shows. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, well, four at the moment is fair. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's a lot. You said the cartoon was a kids show, which is not something I would have really associated your music with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I have a dear friend who's a, a brilliant stop motion animator, and she's a part of this show, and so she brought me in to meet with the the creators, and um, we we headed off, and I did the pilot with Lizbeth and. Um, it's, I love the more variety I can get, like the better, it's just more exciting. So now I've got a kid show, two sort of super dark vampire shows in, in, in Hemlock Grove and True Blood. And then I've got a sort of a spy espionage with the Americans. So that kind of variety keeps, keeps things really interesting. Yeah. You've certainly got an eclectic mix ahead of you, I think. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. All right. I, I think we've, uh, I, I, I think we've probably been talking enough i should let you get back to your holiday <laughs> okay yeah no worries no thanks for thanks for taking an interest and it was a, a pleasure i hope it all goes well with the uh with the nominations i mean it, thank you you know sean's got enough so <laughs> yeah exactly he does yeah no i i'm i i look at it i mean everyone who's who's nominated you know really deserves it and and there's like a real nice camaraderie generally speaking with composers and um, I, I just being nominated is sort of exciting. I'm, I really haven't been thinking about a lot about whether I win or not. It's sort of, sort of an honor to be nominated. No, well, as I say, two on your first nomination is is a pretty phenomenal start. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's really exciting. Really exciting. All right. Well, thanks so much. No, it's been really nice to talk to you. Okay, you too. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.